Well, hey, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Off the Bench podcast. I'm glad you guys have joined me. Today, we're going to talk about something that I think probably needs more attention from Christian leaders and from the church, and that is the theology of prayer. We talked some weeks ago about a theology for suffering and how the church is really struggling to address that issue. And today I've got a really dear friend, Dennis Fuquay is on the show with me, and he is going to enlighten and encourage us on the topic of prayer. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, welcome to the show today, you guys. Thank you so much for leaving your reviews for the show over at iTunes, giving it a five-star review and uh, leaving those comments. It's really encouraging. It helps other people hear about the show. Before I jump in with my guest today, I'm just going to get get to some housekeeping items so that we don't forget. I am in the middle right now of teaching on the topic of peace over at Mom Strong International, what does it mean to have the shalom of God, to really enter into the peace of God? So we talked about the difference between peace with God, and which we get through a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is the mechanism by uh, we become saved. So we talked about salvation, which brings peace with God. Then what does it mean to walk in the peace of God, to experience God's peace in your everyday life. The world is in crisis, but the church doesn't need to be. I hope you guys will join me for that study at Mom Strong International. Remember, I teach live on Tuesdays, and I'd love to have you join me for that. Also, if you are interested in giving a gift membership to Mom Strong International, this is a great time to do it. What a wonderful gift to give someone for the new year to have them be in the Bible. We release a new study at MomStrong International every single month. And we would love to have you join us and grow in wisdom in the word of God in 2023. All right, without further ado, I want to introduce my guest to you. Dennis Fuquay is here in the Firmly Planted Studios with me today to tackle the issue of prayer. I met Dennis years and years ago through a mutual <laughs> friend uh, from Multnomah School of the Bible. And he really has a passion for prayer. And I've invited him here to talk about that. Dennis, welcome. You've been here just a couple of times. I'm glad to have you back in Thank the studio. Thank you very much. It's a delight to be here. Uh, I appreciate your ministry, and if I can contribute a little bit to the people who watch your podcasts and such, I'm just delighted to do that. Well, I am excited to have you here uh, to talk specifically about the theology of prayer. Why mm -hmm. is prayer so important? As you and I were talking about before the show, I think there's a general frustration with a lot of people in the church right now because they're watching things happening in the culture that are very disheartening things that are happening around the news. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but Cambridge Dictionary just changed the definition of the word woman. Very exciting times that we are living in. <laughs> and we are, I think, and the church in, in many respects, I think has lost its voice in the culture. We kind of step back from the public square. We've taken sort of a, a backseat to mm -hmm. a lot of these issues. And I think rather than, than see people who are engaging in their faith and then turning around and engaging in the culture, you see a, a generation of Christians who are trying to find their footing and prayer being one of those things. We don't talk about it very much anymore. And so this is a passion for yours. How long have you been talking oh about this issue? Well, I pastored for 25 years yes. uh, in the little city of Gig Harbor, Washington. Beautiful city. And then in the year 2000, was asked to become the director of an international prayer ministry, International Renewal Ministries. It was based out of the— Multnomah. Birthed out of Multnomah, yes. Doctor, the heart of Dr. Joe Aldrich. Such, and I've had the privilege of, of um, being in, leading that ministry for the last 23 years. And so, um, but I remember there were, there were two big points in my life where prayer became more— 
more important. The first one was about the early 80s or something like that, when I, as a young pastor, uh, I knew I wasn't praying enough. Mm. I knew I wasn't praying good enough. And I thought, I want to do this better. So I hopped in my mom's motorhome. I drove on out to a piece of property that the church owned at the time, didn't have a building, meeting in a school. And I just said, God, I want to do this better. I want to, you know, and I didn't, I didn't phrase it like this. But what I was doing is I was asking the Luke 1 or Luke 11, 1 question that the disciples asked, Jesus, would you teach us to pray? I was mm. saying, Jesus, teach me to pray. And completely out of the blue, I remember it just like that. My right foot was on the step of the motorhome as I was going out to walk around and, and pray around the property a little bit. And it was just like the Lord said, well, Dennis, this is a good thing. And it was mm. like he was patting me on the back saying, yeah, this is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. You want to pray better? And quite frankly, I want you to pray better too. <laughs> so he sort of whacked me on the butt. <laughs> and so, and then he said, but you're not the first person that's ever asked me this question. Mm. My guys asked me this question years ago and I gave them an answer. Uh, do you need a better answer than what I gave them? Because I don't have a better answer. That I was gave my, the answer. That, that was my best answer <laughs> from heaven. Well, you know, and so it was I put like, my best answer in the Bible. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I'm the God of I'm I'm the one who invented prayer, and this is my answer. And so, and I knew what he meant. He meant put your nose in the Lord's prayer. Yeah. and pray that like you really mean it. And so I, I turned around, went back in the motorhome, got on my knees, and for the first time in my life, not I had prayed the Lord's Prayer many, many times, but just wrote. For the first time in my life, I began praying through the Lord's Prayer, word for word, seeking to mean every word in the Lord's Prayer. Mm. That was a major shift in my process, in my life. Mm. And so literally, from that day until now, not every day, mm -hmm. but that has been the pattern of my prayer mm. is just going through the Lord's Prayer. It is a wonderful, wonderful prayer. Living prayer, the Lord's Prayer yeah. alive in you, is the result of me praying that over and over and over again, and just how the Lord unpacked it for me along the way. So then fast forward up until 1999, when I was involved in, uh, in the prayer summit movement at that time, and a guy by the name of Al Vandegren shared in a meeting where I was at for about five minutes. And again, it was a major shift in my whole prayer life. He said, um, he's an older, very distinguished gentleman, and he said, um, I know that if I pray God's will, it will be done. So I began, I just began searching, what is God's will for my life? And mm -hmm. I knew that one of the things that God wanted me to do is he wanted me to become a man of prayer. So I just became, began praying over and over and over again, God, make me a man of prayer. And he shared for probably five or six, seven minutes or something like that. Well, I just grabbed hold of that. The God, God just put that in my heart. And that was in June. For that next summer, 1999, <clears throat> no, excuse me, 1998, I, I began praying that over and over. I'll bet I prayed it literally a thousand times. Wow. I'm sure I prayed it for a hundred days and I prayed it at least 10 times a day. So I just began, it was a, a heartfelt cry. I remember in the fall, sort of, you know, metaphorically looking over my shoulder and saying, well, I don't know what's different, but my prayer life is different now. Mm -hmm. And it was because God had answered that, that cry of my heart. Mm -hmm. And it was just soon after that, that the Lord thrust me into becoming the leader of an international prayer movement, International Renewal Ministries. And, um, and so it was, those, so those two points have been real significant points in my own personal Mm -hmm. growth along the way in mm -hmm. the area of prayer. And do you think that, because I, I know that there are people listening who are trying to envision when you say it really changed you and you look and you, and you saw prayer differently. 
when you talk about that, are you talking about like you you felt like, man, I'm I'm talking with the Lord. Like I feel like yeah. I'm in his presence. I feel like I know him better because this is a cry of so yeah. many yeah. hearts that want to know the Lord better. Yeah. But we struggle to do because, you, you know, we, we tend to be very reactive Christians. Right. So we react to situations that happen. We fall to our knees when we get that phone call that we never wanted to get, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when we get that diagnosis, mm-hmm. when we're in crisis mode. And so we, we we become sort of reactive Christians. But what you did was different than that. Yeah. Uh, and, um, well, we were chatting beforehand. I, I think there's, there's uh, the, the question, why do we pray, mm-hmm. I think is a real good um necessary question for us to answer. First of all, we all, we, none of us pray good enough. Yeah. We, we all have this prayer guilt, that, you know, that's all <laughs> over us, you know, like the Charlie Brown cloud kind of thing. So, and so we have to, we have to d- determine that, 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 that guilt is really from the evil one. That mm. guilt is not from God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just not let that guilt get in our way. So I, 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 my encouragement is when the evil one comes and sits on your shoulder and says, yeah, you're not a very good prayer. You yeah, can't yeah, pray. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. isn't going to hear that prayer. <clears throat> that sounds My like a voice I may have heard. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> My suggestion is you turn and look. Don't run, but turn and look right at him. Yeah. And say, you know what? You're right. I'm not a very good prayer. <laughs> Thanks for that reminder. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And so I'm going to give myself to the problem. And, and, and we should use it. We should do spiritual jujitsu, okay? Yeah. Use it against him and say, okay, I'm going to press into the Lord. Uh, more on that. And so as I've processed a little bit, I think there's three reasons, and I'd like to offer them to you, to you folks here, three reasons why we pray. The first one is because our Lord has told us to pray. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of strict obedience. Mm-hmm. Okay? There are things that we do just because we're told to do them, and prayer is one of those. And so if, if for, Jesus said, when you pray. He didn't mm-hmm. say if you pray. Mm-hmm. Paul said, pray for me. You know, he, he, we're commanded, we're told, we're uh, given illustrations to pray. And so just the simple fact of we're, uh, obedience, it's the obedience factor. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only reason, glory, glory, All why right. we pray. Okay? We pray because in the Lord's Prayer, one of the lines is, uh, let it be done on earth. As it is in heaven. Like it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. And Heidi, we know, you know, earth doesn't look as much like heaven as it should. And less in 2023. That's exactly right. It, it seems like it's <laughs> as, getting worse as and we worse. Just, as we're moving along the continuum. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's that frustration that I was telling you about. Exactly I just right. think people are like, what is, what is even the point? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So why should I pray? You know, right. I, nothing, it seems to be getting nothing's worse. Nothing's changing. Yeah. Okay? Well, first of all, it's not true that nothing's getting, nothing's changing. That's Things right. are changing. Mm-hmm. In fact, I see that darkness is getting darker mm. and light is getting, getting lighter yes, at yeah. the same time. Yes. So it's not a continuum. People ask me, where are we on, where's, you know, on a kind of continuum? It's not that, it's a why. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm committed to walk on the, on the light side of the why. Mm-hmm. And, and I, okay, for example, okay. Did you know that in this year, 570,000 home churches have been planted in some of the hardest cities in the world mm. with a total population in those home churches of 8 million people. Oh, wow. There's all kinds of other statistics like that that are, that are happening. That, that, so, there's, so light is getting lighter. Mm-hmm. We don't always see it, but light is getting lighter. Mm-hmm. So we pray because God has, in his sovereignty, he has said, I'm going to rule my world 
to some degree, through the prayers of my saints. Mm -hmm. And we say yes to that. And so we pray uh, based on Scripture, according to his will, let it be done here like it is there. But I think the third reason is, that's the reason I get most excited about. The third reason is not the, not the obedience factor, not even the functional factor, but mm -hmm. what I call the relational factor. Mm -hmm. God wants to, us to talk to him. Mm -hmm. He wants to spend time with us. The God of the universe has yeah. invited me to come before his throne and communicate with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a... What a thrill. And, mm -hmm. and, and you mentioned earlier, and I agree, I, I know that people have that, that in their heart. They, mm -hmm. they want, there's this thing that as followers of Christ, the Holy Spirit comes into us and he, he draws us into yeah. a deeper love relationship with Jesus. So one of, the, one of the definitions of prayer that I like best is prayer is the communication portion of the most important love relationship that I have. Mm -hmm. It's we have the, the privilege of communicating with the God of heaven. And that word communicating, you know, the, the word communicating means having things in common. Mm -hmm. He wants us to have our words be in common with his word. He wants our heart to be in common with his heart. And the process of prayer is the wonderful, wonderful privilege of, of aligning my heart, my words, my thoughts, my spirit with his heart, his word, his spirit. Mm -hmm. And and that reason, every time I pray, that reason is accomplished more. Mm -hmm. It might not be true that every functional reason why I pray, mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't always see the answers that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. But every time I pray, I end up in a close relationship with the God of the universe. That's, that's pretty cool. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You guys, my husband and I love, love, love the MyPillow mattress. We have had it now for over a year. And you also could get the best sleep ever with the MyPillow two-sided encased coil quilted mattress. You can get it delivered by UPS right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. The MyPillow mattress has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and free shipping. Use the promo code HEIDI to receive the best discount ever. Go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and enter the promo code Heidi. It's kind of a, uh, a profound truth when you recognize that the God of the universe wants to talk with you. Yeah. That yeah. he desires that relationship to be in communication yeah. with his creation. And so, it changes the way, it should anyway, change the way we see him, the way that we view God. So I was thinking about this just this morning. There's a wonderful word that, that summarizes that, that whole idea, and that's the word with. With. The God of the universe wants to be with me. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel. Think Genesis chapter 3. Mm -hmm. okay? God walked in the cool of the evening mm -hmm. with Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. okay? And then the reason why, it says in Exodus 25.8, the reason why he built the tabernacle was so that he could be with his people. Mm. 
the, the promises of Isaiah, of uh, Isaiah 9, 6. Uh, he, is, he, he will come and he will be with us. Mm-hmm. David in the Psalm, Psalm 23. Uh, I, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Mm-hmm. And then you get into the New Testament. And Jesus said in Mark 3, 14, Jesus called, it lists out the 12 apostles, there are 12 disciples here, and he called them to be with him and to go out and preach the gospel. Mm. Sometimes we get the go out and preach the gospel part before the with him part. Mm. And we've got to keep the with him part first, and then we can do the ministry part better. Mm. In fact, the whole thing of, I love the idea of getting off the bench. I've heard you talk about this in a variety of settings, and I love the idea of that. But before we get off the bench, we've got to have our heart lined up properly with the Lord, or we're going to make a lot of errors in the game, okay? Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of reason, there's a lot of opportunities for us to do things in a bad way. And when we when, when our lives are bathed in prayer, when we live in that atmosphere of prayer, it protects us. We're in more alignment with God, and so we're able to move more in sync with him and accomplish the things that he wants us to accomplish mm-hmm. in the right way. Mm-hmm. So then a couple other verses here. Acts 4, 13. We, many of us know Acts four twelve. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. But Acts four thirteen says, and I'm paraphrasing it here, the religious leaders of the day said, we know who you guys are. You're those uneducated fishermen who've been with Jesus. So when we're, when we're with Jesus, we have a boldness. When we're with Jesus, we have a, 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 compen- a, a competence as well as a confidence. And then the verse that I turn to is this. I think this whole thing of with caps, uh, is, is, this is the capstone here. Revelation chapter 21, verse 3, it says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. So it's not just the longing that we have to be with God. There's a longing on the part of God. Amazing. Right from Genesis 3 to Revelation 21, mm-hmm. there's a longing on his part to come and be with us. And every time we pray, we're with him. Mm-hmm. He is with us and we're with him. So there's a fulfillment on God's part, not simply so that he can, he can accomplish things on earth, but there's a longing on God's the heart relational. for us as his people, that he sent his son yeah. at Christmas time here. He sent his son on the way to Calvary through Bethlehem in order for us to be with him. That's mm-hmm. the goal. That's the heart of God. And so I, I think when we see prayer in that realm, that yes, we pray because we're told to pray. Yes, we pray because things on earth are not like they are in heaven. But yes, also, we pray because God wants us to be with him. And when we pray, we come into closer and closer relationship to him. Mm. It, it's so it's such a hopeful message. I hope it is. Uh, it is. <laughs> yeah. it, it is yeah. that, that, you know, that. That God wants to be with us. I think we hear so much about God, yeah. right? And yeah. and the church has gotten, uh, I think, kind of a we were missing a lot of God's heart. You know that He loves us. What yeah. what's the motivation? Yeah. It's your kindness that that brings us to repentance. That He loves yeah. us. That the yeah. love of God is so vast and so immeasurable. And we can enter into a relationship with him and be with him through prayer. I love that. What have you found, Dennis, as we uh, consider the more practical aspects of prayer? Mm. 
a lot of people are like, okay, great. I'm with you, Dennis. Right. I, but I, I confess I'm not great at praying or I don't have a rhythm for prayer. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Uh, Walk us through some of the, the ways that you have learned to pray that you would consider that would have been both powerful and effective. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I'm going to start with the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. because though I had prayed for years and years— This is your book. Years, the, this is what you wrote on, right? right? right. Living Prayer. Okay. Yeah. For, for years and years, I had prayed and felt like, they're okay, yeah, good and not so good and that kind of stuff. But when I began praying through the Lord's Prayer, again, like I said, there was a shift that took place. And what I did is I literally came back into the motorhome, got on my knees, and I prayed through the words of the Lord's Prayer, seeking to mean every word of the Lord's Prayer. And I did that a couple times. It took me 37 seconds or whatever it was. You know, it wasn't, there was no lightning bolt or anything. I just did it. But after I did that a few times, something else happened that has really changed things. And I didn't have the words for it then because this was in the early 80s. But what I noticed was that every word of the Lord's Prayer became a hyperlink. Hmm. So that, for example, the word Father, our Mm -hmm. Father in heaven. Well, if you, quote, click on that word Father, the Holy Spirit will take you to other web pages, other scriptures, other ideas about Father and and son or daughter. And so when I saw that all all of the Lord's Prayer, every word in the Lord's Prayer could be a hyperlink, that enlarged things significantly. So that I wasn't simply praying through the words of the Lord's Prayer. I was praying through the meaning of the Lord's Prayer. So that would be one thing. So I guess my my overall answer to your question is, when we pray Scripture, we're praying the most effective, most powerful prayers we can pray. And I don't mean just repeating the words. But you mentioned that you're teaching on peace. Yes. Okay? I love that. <laughs> so the word shalom is a wonderful, wonderful word. Um Oh, my. Um, but let me just go to uh, to uh, Numbers chapter 6. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number 6, 24 through 26 is what we call the Aaronic blessing. Mm-hmm. I, I told someone I was going to preach in the Aaronic blessing and they looked like, at me and said— Why would you do that? Oh, you mean Aaron. <laughs> no, no. They, they said, they said, you mean the ironic blessing? <laughs> I said, no, no, no. The ironic blessing is in the, is in the Sermon on the Mount where you bless those who don't who curse you. Curse That's you, right? the ironic blessing. But the Aaronic blessing, uh, those six points in the— in, in the, we, we know this because we've sung it and heard it sung over cities that said, the Lord bless you and keep you. Wonderful, wonderful— mm. Uh, it's it's delightful that millions of times that that song has been played over people, but but let's just if if you just simply look at the six words or the six statements of that ironic blessing, the Lord bless you. Okay, well that's not, what does that mean? Like this or you know what does it mean? <laughs> the Lord bless you. Well, may the what we're praying is. And by the way, this is a this is a wonderful way to pray over your kids. Mm. This is a wonderful way for parents to pray over the kids, grandparents to pray over grandchildren, pray for your neighbor, pray for your president, whatever, whatever, whatever. This is a great way to pray. And 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 we're told the first five words of Numbers 6:22, there, there are only five words in that verse, the Lord said to Moses. So this prayer, uh, this ironic blessing was not didn't originate with Aaron. It didn't originate with Moses. This prayer originated in the heart of God. Mm-hmm. This comes from the throne through Moses, through Aaron to us. And as priests, raise your hand if you're a priest, okay? New Testament priests, okay? <laughs> as priests, we have the opportunity and the responsibility to pray this over other people. You should define this because 
when you said raise your hand if you're a priest, tell, yeah. tell explain what you mean. Sure. Um, as New Testament believers in Christ, the scripture says in a variety of places that we are priests before mm-hmm. the Lord. Uh, that doesn't mean that we wear a certain robe or something like that, but we have access mm-hmm. to God and we represent people to God and God to people. Mm-hmm. That's the short version. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so as New Testament priests, we're to do this. We're to pray this. So the Lord bless you. What that means is may the Lord do things that are beneficial in your life. And that, and he wants to do things that are beneficial in, in our lives. The Lord bless you and keep you. What a wonderful thing to pray protection over our children. Mm-hmm. Jesus prayed protection over his, over his disciples in, in John chapter 17. He tells us in the Lord's Prayer, the, the, the last request there is to be delivered from the evil one. We should not assume spiritual protection. We should be intentional about praying spiritual protection over our loved ones. And so this is a great way to start. The Lord bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you. Basically, do things that will cause the Lord to smile. Mm -hmm. A a, a smile is the most attractive thing about a person. Mm -hmm. And so when when God smiles, (laughs) (laughs) do do things that that will cause God to Mm -hmm. to smile. Be gracious to you. Um, the short version there is that Hebrew word, be gracious. It's a combination of the New Testament idea of grace and mercy, that may the Lord bend down and pick you up. Mm-hmm. Psalm 40, the Lord brought me out of the miry clay and set my feet on a solid rock. Well, what a great way to pray. God, whenever my children would wander off into the muck, bring them out and mm-hmm. set them on a solid, solid place. And then mm-hmm. the Lord turn his face toward you. The short version there is that what that means is, is, May they be may you be aware of the Lord's watch of the Lord's watchful care over you all the time. Mm. I was uh, at Mount Vernon, uh, not Washington, but Mount Vernon uh, mm-hmm. uh, back in Virginia uh, a couple of years ago, and I was walking through the the George big, Washington's home. Yeah, George, you, yeah. yeah George mm-hmm. Washington's home. And I was walking through the big foyer there. There's a over here. There's a cafe, cafe, and over here there's some expedition ex, yeah. exhibitions and such, and. I was I was the only one, this was during COVID, I was the only <laughs> one in the room. And as I walked along, there was a bust of George Washington over here. And I don't know how they did it, but his whole face, his whole shoulders and everything was turning and watching me. <laughs> and I thought, well, so I stopped and I backed up and, I, and he backed up and I moved forward and he moved forward. And I oh, thought, no. I thought. The first president of the United States is sort of <laughs> watching over me. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought, how much more comforting it is yeah. that the God of heaven mm. is always watching over me. Mm-hmm. The end of the last little bit of Matthew, and I will be with you always. Okay. Mm. And then the final one, the shalom, and give you peace. Ah. That completeness, too. I think people don't understand. Yeah, yeah. When God says he gives you peace, it's an all encompassing. Yeah. Uh, This is why the Bible says that the world can't understand it. All right, you guys. Well, I thank you so much for listening to my interview with my friend, Dennis Fuquay. We're going to stop here today as I'm out of time. We'll come back tomorrow and I'll air part two of his interview. And in the meantime, I hope you'll take some time today. Spend some time with the Lord uh, who really is the lover of your soul. He loves you. He wants to know you better. He wants you to walk in closer relationship with him. It's an amazing thing to think about the God of the universe wanting to be with us. It's such a precious time of year to remember it. 
even more so. So I hope you'll do that today and then come back tomorrow and we'll air part two of today's interview. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.